Whenever I'm coaching somebody, I say, listen, start out and build your endurance, right? You don't Mm -hmm. run a marathon. You don't train for a marathon by running a marathon. You know what I mean? Like build up your endurance. Go for five minutes. Stop. Go for 10 minutes. Stop. Go for 15. Like build up your endurance to the point where you're like Dimitri, where you're like, I don't know how long it takes me. I know that I got to call these 20 properties. So if it takes me two hours, great. If it takes me three hours, great. This is game-changing information guaranteed to raise your real estate wholesaling business with actionable steps you can take immediately to navigate the ins and outs of wholesaling and start making money today. Join us as we put our guests in the hot seat and dive deep to dissect their strategies for success to enable you to duplicate their results. You're listening to Wholesaling Inc., the only show dedicated to making you a fortune in wholesaling. Welcome to the Wholesaling Inc. podcast. I am your host, Brent Daniels, Mr. TTP, Mr. Talk to People. This podcast interview is going to be like nothing you've heard before because I am telling you, this story is so inspirational. Listen to this. Since 2016, this real estate wholesaler has done 300 to 400 deals, between that 300 to 400 deals in 12 different counties, all from the country of Belgium. Okay, this is all virtual. It's going to be absolutely incredible unpacking this. He makes the calls. He follows up with the leads. He gets these deals sold. It is my pleasure to bring on to the Rhino Tribe, to the Wholesaling Inc. podcast, Dimitri Van Camp. Dimitri, how are you? I'm doing perfect here. How are you? I am thrilled. You know, you sent me earlier this week, you sent me um, some direct messages to my Facebook and you were showing me all the success that you were having. And you've, you've joined us on a lot of the live shows that we've had and you've been such an inspiration and it's finally time to tell your story because it is so wonderfully inspirational and just how, I mean, you are a true rhino, right? You are a real rhino. You see this business and you charge ahead and you've been going, you've been going at this since what? 2009, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. so, so let's break into this because people need sure. to know your story and really okay. understand what it takes to be successful in this business. And you are right. thousands of miles away. Yeah, absolutely. So do you want me to explain how I got started in the business? Absolutely. Or- Okay, so I kind of had like, I, don't, I won't go back too far, but I'll just give you the short version. So I kind of had like a rocky childhood uh, and then I tried to have a better life. So everybody said, you know, if you want a good life, study, study, study. So I went to university. I studied, 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 went to an Ivy League university in Belgium. I studied like literally day and night. And then by my fourth year, I had someone uh, come up to me with a graph, with a chart, actually. And he said, look, man, these are the starting salaries. Like, we're, we're going to be rich. And so I looked at the starting salaries and it said like, you know, 3,000, 4,000, 5,000. And I asked him like, is that per day or per week? And he's like, no, no, that's per month before tax. And I'm like, so what's actually left? And basically, to, I mean, if, if you want to break it down, like I was when I was 14, I was already writing down during math class, like how much money I need to make to buy a Porsche 911 and, and, and to buy like a decent... A decent villa and to to just go on long long holidays and things like that to faraway places and i was like it's absolutely not gonna cut it and i also didn't like you know working for someone it was not really my personality i guess so i just started looking into things i started reading books and uh, i came of course like everyone on your show i came across like rich dad poor dad 
it kind of broke my brain. And I was like, man, like now I know for sure I'm never going to get a job. I got invited um, actually in my fourth year at university at like a job fair. And I didn't show up and they messaged me like they were concerned. Like, what are you doing? What are you going to do? I was like, I don't know, but I, I'm not definitely not getting a job uh, because I was also concerned if I get a job, I'll get used to it and then I won't get out of it anymore. So I was really good back then at uh, mathematics and I started tutoring mathematics and I was like, I'll do this self-employed as a small business until I get my real estate thing going. And, you know, I was charging like 30, 40, 50, 60 bucks an hour. Uh, it progressed throughout, um, throughout the months. And so I was doing that. But in the meantime, I was really, I was working on real estate in the evening and at night. And uh, so I started, I did a deal. I did a three unit apartment building in 2011 that I wholesaled in Belgium uh, from someone who I knew that was selling it. I made like $16,000 on that deal. And then I did a couple of creative financing deals in Belgium. And it was actually kind of weird because the notaries in Belgium, they were like, what do you want to do? <laughs> so it was kind of uh, difficult to coordinate it with the laws in Belgium. But And then I went to some seminars. I actually flew to the United States in 2013 to join like a, a Dave Lindolf seminar where I got to know some people who are like still good friends up to this day. And then I was like, okay, so I want to do real estate in the United States, but, you know, I want to get some money first because back then I was not smart enough to do the business from behind the laptop. Like, I, I don't want to say I'm smart, but, you know, like it's possible today. It was also a different time, you know, eight years ago, it was not that easy. And uh, so we started flipping houses in Belgium, which was also kind of unconventional, but we handed out flyers because you have to understand there's a big difference. In Belgium, you can't get any lists. There's no lists anywhere, nothing. Everything's no private. public records. There's no public records for nothing. So there used to be public records for houses that are boarded up. And they actually removed that in 2014. So I still got the, I still, 2015, I still got the list at the end of 2014 for some places and then it was gone. And so the only thing you could do is hand out flyers door to door. So we did that. We did 1.2 million flyers and we made about a dollar in net profit per flyer that we handed out. So we did. Um, you put, wait a second. You put out 1.2 million flyers? Yes. Like people yeah. physically walking and putting flyers yes, on houses? Yes. Yeah, I probably. How many did, people like, did you have doing this? You must have had thousands. No, at one point I had uh, three people full time doing it. Yeah, at one point I had three people full time doing it. We did uh, we did three different provinces in Belgium, basically half of Belgium. It's a small country, so it's like if I say half of Belgium, it's probably like saying you know Miami and Palm Beach, and I mean, sure. I mean it's, it's it's like half a, maybe half a state, it's, it's something like that. Yeah. Um, and uh, that's but, still, Dimitri, yeah. that's still a lot of flyers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But that's yeah, what I'm saying. I mean, you were just going to do it. You're going to find a way yeah, yeah, to have a simple. quality conversation with those property owners one way or another. This is before skip tracing. This is before yeah. you could just go and find people's addresses and information and get the phone numbers and be able to do that. I mean, you probably still can't do that in Belgium. But then, yeah, I mean, you were yeah. out there doing what you had to do to find opportunities. Did it work? Yeah, it worked. We made we, uh, we actually made. Um, I mean, if I can disclose that, I think it's okay in the United States. It's okay in Europe. People would be a little bit like, "Why are you saying numbers?" But uh, we made over a million dollars in net profit. I mean, it still had to be split between um, between the two of us. But and then you pay taxes. But still, it was a really good uh, chunk of money. And uh, then I went to the United States. So I I, I took uh, two suitcases and I actually jumped on a plane to Florida. And then I went into a hotel in Florida. And I started handwriting letters to code violation list in Orlando. And while I was in the hotel, I actually, I bought a, 
boarded up mobile home in Mount Dora on five acres, paid cash for it, uh, sold it for $30,000 more uh, to a real estate agent uh, in two weeks. And then that was the start, basically, of doing deals in Florida. So, so you didn't you didn't get like an apartment to rent or something. You were living in a hotel. Well, <laughs> because I I went to the United States and and I basically I basically had no I didn't even know where I was going to do real estate. I was like, let's try Orlando. So I booked right. a hotel. I booked a hotel for two months or something, and I would stay there and I would work from there. And and then you know I, I would do I I did two or three deals from there, and then I started going around in other places in Florida, tried to do some deals over there. Then when I went to Southwest Florida, I did some deals there. And uh, I just, yeah. But I always felt like, you know, there's no excuses. So uh, I was like, let's do this, you know. I would rather just try day and night and have it not work, so. And so that was, you came in 2016 and then you went back to Belgium and you've do, right. you've been doing it ever since in Belgium? Well, from many different countries. So, um because at one point, I mean, I've, I've actually lived with my current wife. We actually lived in Budapest a few years ago. We lived there for a while. I also traveled a lot. So I've been doing deals from Kenya, from Spain, from Madrid, Ibiza. But because it doesn't matter, like it sounds exotic, but it, it, it doesn't matter where you are. As long as you have your laptop and your phone, you can do deals. So what, is that, what does that mean, though? Like... People think you have to go and you have to you, you have to see these properties. You have to go on the appointments. You have to understand right. the comparables. You have to understand the market. You got to understand sure. cash buyers. You got to understand how to sell all these properties. And here you right. are with a laptop and a phone, and you're doing 400 deals in yeah. the last six years by yourself, yeah. right? Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. If I so, how do ever- you, how, so how do you yeah. do it? Well, <laughs> so it's it, throughout the years, my strategies changed. Um, in the beginning, I would send uh, handwritten letters that I figured out, you know, I, I kind of stopped with that very quickly because it was like pretty hard to do. Uh, but then I used like click to mail to send a yellow or actually pink postcard. I split tested it, pink postcard. They, they worked really well. And, and I did houses back then. And then my marketing and the property types, they actually changed because I went from doing postcards for houses, to cold calling for houses, to cold calling for houses on high distressed list. And those were actually hot, the hottest deals, like $40,000, $60,000 assignment fees. They come from there. And then it evolved to texting for lots and cold calling for lots as well. But the cold calling is, is the higher value lots. And the texting is... So, so the way that I run my business right now is... I do like three, four deals a week that are lots that are lower values and they make it two, three, four, five thousand dollars per lot, but they only cost me $80 in marketing and they only cost like maybe five to 10 hours to get them per lot. Yep. And then, and then I cold call on lots um, that are higher value where you make 20,000, 50,000, 40,000 on, on a lot. Okay. So to answer your question, how do you do it? I can maybe specifically break down if you do a single, because a lot is easy. Like everybody can virtually wholesale a lot. That's It's not that hard. Well, well first, before we get into that. Okay, sorry. Yeah. Let me bring, no, no, no. I love it. I, this is incredible. I, I've got so many questions for you. So okay. walk everybody through a typical day in your life, you know, that you're working. Okay. You know what I mean? Okay, what, what, what does that look like? I wake up when I wake up <laughs> and I go to the gym. Um, I mean, I'm at the gym probably by 11 or 12. And um, then when I'm done, it takes about two hours. Uh, Then when I'm done, I go for lunch. I go to a local restaurant for lunch. 
Uh -huh. <laughs> and then I go home and then I spend some time with my wife. I uh, spent like two hours or something with my wife. I mean, it's not written in stone, but by, by three, four o'clock in Belgium, by the time it's three, four p.m. here, it's like nine, ten a.m. in Florida. Yep. And then I start working. So then I start, then the calls come in. Uh, I might get like four, five, six calls coming, inbound calls from people on marketing. And I might get like 20, 30 texts throughout the day from marketing. What's your what's your inbound? Like what's your what do you do to get inbound calls? What's the marketing you do? Okay, so it's actually uh, texts that I send to people that own low low value lots, but I I don't do it the way that uh, most people do it. I actually text to their email address. Really? Yeah. So you do a text message to an email. And it, are you just seeing that you're getting better contact rates? Is it like it's sending an email to them? The response rate is actually higher than on postcards. So you get yeah. like a 2% response rate, but it only costs 2 cents per percent message. So it costs almost nothing. So that's why it takes me about, you know, $80 to get a deal like that. It's so you're not, even, you're not even texting to their phone numbers. You're well, texting to their emails. That's the interesting part. So I don't, I still don't understand it, but I know it works. So a lot of times I get an email response and the email response is like, you can see it sent from a phone. And so a lot of people get an email as a text message. And, but a lot of people also just get the email as an email and then they respond to the email, right? So I, I send about, I, I lowered the volume right now because I'm, I, at one point I only did that. And then I did like 15, 20 deals a month. But yep. I feel it's better to have a mix of uh, more high value deals and some a couple per week low value deals from texting or from e emails. Yep. So I'm, I'm mixing it now. But at one point, I used to send a thousand per day. Yep. Uh, and that, that would give me like uh, 30, 40, it's a three, three to 4% response rate. So it would give me like 30, 40 leads per day. And now I'm doing more at a lower volume. So now I'm getting like 15, 20 per day. Uh, something like that. And, uh, and do you use do you use a software to send out all those texts? Uh, yeah, it's you have to program it correctly, and there's a couple of things you have to know because it's very very delicate to send emails because the problem is you can very easily get banned, you can very easily get blacklisted, and things like that. Um, so I use a combination of of a number of apps. Um, that I use to send it, and then I also um, how did you how did you figure it out? I tried. <laughs> yeah, I tried. I, I tried for three years actually. It didn't work, but I kept trying it. And at one point, it just started working. And um, I used a programmer from Pakistan to actually create like a, a little bit of a pro program for me. And then it worked, and then it didn't work, and then it then it and it imploded a couple of times actually, uh, where it I got completely blacklisted and things like that. But if you do low volume. And you just do it consistently. That's the best thing you can do. So, so don't send out a thousand at once. That's not good. Uh, you also don't want to use any of the um, what's it called? Like the the thing that people use to send emails, large amount of emails to cash buyers. Chimp Mailchimp. Mailchimp. Yeah, yep. yeah. So, so you don't want to use any of those things. You just want to make sure they're they're like manually sent. But you can do it in a way where maybe you send. Two per hour, right? That's still yep. 50, 50, 50 per day. And if you do that day and night, that's fifteen hundred a month. You can easily do four an hour, so that's three thousand a month, right? And then you can have many mailboxes. You have different mailboxes, and and then you can send ten, twenty, thirty, fifty thousand a month. So so it cost me two cents 
to send an, an email and then um, it, I make about a dollar twenty profit per email that's sent. Awesome. So you get about sixty times the marketing back, which is eighty three dollars is what it cost me to get a deal and a deal that those are the very small deals and they give five thousand dollars back per deal, right? So now when you when you say these like inexpensive lots, are you just talking about they're more rural? They're not like in cities. They're not in neighborhoods. Is it in in neighborhoods? But it's just the price points of those neighborhoods are low. What do you mean by that? Um, so well, the area where I've done the most lots, I've done probably like. 40 or 50 lots in the last year there is uh, Lehigh Acres. And then there is also uh, Cape Coral. And the nice thing about those areas is not literally, but basically all the lots are the same. So maybe seven, maybe half of the lots, they're like quarter acres that are worth 20. And then the other 20% are half acres that are worth 25. So if you're getting leads, it's very easy. Like I have like a, a response that I copy paste each time and I just change the price and it's like, before we did this podcast, I think I answered like 20 leads in an hour. So it only takes you maybe two hours in a day to answer those leads. So you have time left to cold call as well on higher value deals. Yeah. but How, but, how, but, how, how do you determine the areas that you go after? You know what I mean? Like, right. you, 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 is it just trial and error in certain areas that you know you have buyers? Is it is it buyer determined? Like, how do you, one, how do you pick the list? And two, how do you find the buyers to buy these deals? So the list is easy, just everyone. Like I don't even select on last market sale date or nothing. I just take, like I mail everyone because it doesn't cost anything, right? So I just yep. contact literally every single person. Um, in terms of um, the area, like any area where you feel like you can do business, where you would do business with postcards or cold calling is fine. Um, the good thing about if it doesn't cost you effort or money to get the leads then the good thing is you can do deals that are worth four or five thousand. And my competition, a lot of them, they're they're already gone a long time ago because they can't send postcards. They cannot send five thousand, six thousand postcards and pay three thousand dollars to get a five thousand dollar deal. But I can oh. pay eighty. I can pay eighty dollars to get a five thousand dollar deal. So there's almost no competition because of that. And they can also not really cold call because. But but to answer your question, where do you go after? I would say any any area where you would normally do business. You can go after and preferably what I prefer is like an area where the lots, they're either, well, I prefer it if they're all the same, like, because the problem is if you're answering 30 and 40 leads, if you have to really pull comps on all of them, then, I mean, you'll still be slow it down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then, then, then maybe if you get 30 leads a day, you'll be burned, burned out or, or you need to hire someone, but that also brings complications. So I prefer to leverage off technology rather than people by doing it like that. So I love it. And so your calls, so you get, you get through, you send your texts, you're responding to those texts and then you jump on the phone. How, how many calls are you making? Um, how many hours are you making those calls and right. why do you do it yourself? Why not outsource it? Yeah, you can outsource it. That's a good, a good question. The thing is, if you call yourself, I feel like you will get deals that other people will not get. Because, okay, so for example, and this is a really true story. So I was doing two months ago, I was doing only texts, right? And I'm, 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 I'm illustrating this to, to uh, answer your question with an example. So I was yeah. doing only texts and I was doing like at one point 1300 per day. And I was getting like 40, 50 leads a day. And my wife was like, you're working too much. You're working day and night. But I was like, okay, but you know, it's only for a while, but I was doing it like, like crazy. Uh, but then I was like, at one point I was like, you know, this is, like the repetition is too much. Like every day, 
So I, I kind of cut it in half. And that was still enough to do three, four deals a week. When I was doing it at 1300 per day, I was doing like five, six deals a week. Sometimes I got one at one point, I got five deals in one day. But I was like, let me cut it in half. And then I can cold call again. Then I have a little bit of variation, right? The very first cold call that I made was uh, th- the first one. I, I pulled the tax. Okay, so if you're new, pull the three-year tax delinquent list and pull it. Okay, you don't have to wait until that moment of the year. But if you pull it a few months before they're going to go to foreclosure, to tax foreclosure, even if you hand dial, you will get a deal within days. Just like call everyone on that list. Where do, where do you pull this list from, Dimitri? You mean what? Where, where do you pull the tax delinquent list from? From the city. You, you get it from the city. So you, you call the city uh, and you ask them, or you can download it typically from the website, right? So what I wanted to say is the first person that I call had a, a lot for sale. I closed on it um, two weeks ago, made $9,500 on it, and it, ha- it had title problems, right? Now, if, if that was a VA calling... And immediately the guy started to talk about the title problems. He said, yeah, but we did a probate, but then um, but then the probate didn't get handled, pro- handled properly. And then it fell out of escrow last month and blah, blah, blah. I am not sure if a VA would have been able to, to seal up that deal because I, I had him sign the contract two hours later. I'm not sure if, you know, if it would have been possible. So I've, I've gotten a lot of deals where, and they're, they're sometimes big deals, you know, 40, 50, 60,000. And, I'm not sure if if a VA would have been able to to get those. So it it's a different yeah. business model, right? Everybody can run their business their own way, and everybody has different goals and priorities. Um, I don't think that you will miss out on deals. Now you can still probably run a good business with a VA, but you'll miss out on deals. I think. So. Yeah, I I mean the stats, and I've been running this for five years. One out of two hundred conversations that you have, you should be able to get a deal. When you're yeah. calling yourself, when you hire a VA, it's one out of 800 conversations. If they are, if English is their first language, if English is their second language, it's actually one out of 1,600 conversations, not calls, conversations right. to get a deal. So uh, from right. an efficiency standpoint and to keep your wife happy, I understand <laughs> why you jumped on the phone and uh, it started making those calls. So, right, that's, right. so how long do you stay on the phone? How long are you making calls? Um, so it depends on, on the list that I run through. So um, if I cold call, I do it very, very differently for a highly distressed list than for a general list. A general list, I, I haven't cold called a general list for a long time. I, I'm just going to start it again, but that's for very high value lots. Sure. And a general list you want to cold call differently, in my opinion. If it's like, let's say it's an absentee owner list. I've, I've cold called lists like that in the past or high equity list for houses. At that moment, you run through everything. But if I if I have a highly distressed list, then I cold call family members and everyone. I just cold call the entire family because if they're three years tax delinquent and they have a property that's worth 400 and I can make 40, 50, 60, $80,000 on it, why wouldn't I call the brother? Why not? Yeah. It's a small effort. So if, if it's if it's a list like that um, that's highly distressed and I will and I'm and I'm actively cold calling, um, then I'll do like not not as many as you would think, maybe 20, 30 a day, uh, 20, 30 properties a day. That's enough. That's enough to make 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 an extra fifty thousand dollars a month. That's definitely enough, but by far easily. If it's a general list, then then you have to put in more than maybe what do, what do, 100, 100. What do you mean so, by general versus distressed? Is general just 
they they don't have they're not popping up as a list that they've just owned it and probably have equity and distressed is you know they've got a timeline on this before they lose the house yes yes exactly yeah so the distressed list um that i'm talking about three years or two years tax delinquent i highly recommend to call the three years tax delinquent first because they have the most deals and and the two years also but maybe a little bit less so that's the highly distressed list, and also code violations, uh, IRS tax liens uh, is a list that I that, that has been successful, because in in Florida it's a small trick. In Florida, IRS tax liens they ex- I think it's throughout the entire United States because that's a federal thing, right? They expire yep. after ten years. So if you cold call people after after the list after nine and a half years, if the lien has been recorded nine and a half years ago, you can cold call them. Say hi, I see you have a forty thousand dollar IRS tax lien on your property. I understand this is completely out of the blue, but you can Google it if you want. You can call, you can ask an attorney. I can buy your property and I can make sure that um, you don't have to pay the IRS tax lien. And then you just, it's the easiest thing in the world. The title company can just file uh, some paper that it's, that it's removed. So those are the highly distressed lists. And that's where a lot of the juice is. But then you really want to go deep, deep into it. You want to call uncles, aunties, if you can. Brothers, sisters, it doesn't matter. Where, where, are you, where are you getting your numbers, Dimitri? Where are you getting I, your phone numbers? For that list, I actually get uh, what a lot of people would um, kind of look down upon, but I get like beenverified.com. It's, uh, you can see family members there, and they have a lot of bad numbers, but they also have a lot of good numbers. And sometimes it's good to have a little bit redundancy with the phone numbers because you might think the fifth phone number is a bad number, but it might be a good number, actually. So... That, are you yeah. scraping those phone numbers and putting them into a dialer? Or are you hand dialing? No, you can just you just copy paste it. Yeah, like I have a I have a Skype app, and I just it's easy. You know, you just copy. You can have a VA scrape it, and then you you can do all of that. That's fine. I just rather just get going and just do the deal. You know. So, so you copy and paste it, put it into a dialer. Yeah, you just do it with some keys on your phone, and you put it in. Uh, I have like a Skype phone number. That's like an American number. Yep. Uh, you, in Skype, you can actually get like a, a phone number, and then you just copy paste it in there. You you press enter, bam, and it's like it's like two seconds, like tick tick, and you're calling. And then um, you just do it like that, and you get going. So I love it. I love it. And so you call for a couple hours. You call until the list is done. Do you, do you do you set a time that you're gonna? I mean, do you set a goal of how many contacts you're going to have and how long you're going to call, or you just yeah. call for a while and when you're done, you're done. For the high distressed list, I want to call twenty people a day. For the general talk list, to or call uh, properties. Sorry, properties. No, twenty. No, properties. no, no. But, but dialing it or actually talking to the owner. I don't make a distinction, so I just go through, for example, twenty properties. Yep. And and then that it might be like seven, eight, nine phone numbers per property because. You might have some bad phone numbers. You might yeah. have to talk to the brother or the sister. Um, so 20 properties on a very, very high distress list is enough. 20 a day, and you will make you will make a couple of hundred thousand dollars a year if you if you just do that. For sure. There's no doubt. No doubt. I know yeah. it. I mean, it's the absolute truth. With those, how many do you do you have on average how many people that you're actually talking to how long it takes you though? That I don't know. I just work. I don't. I don't know how long it takes on average. Um, I the only focus that I have is if I'm cold calling high distress list. I feel twenty a day is good for me because that takes me about two three hours. Yep. Um, because okay. can I say something? Um, I, it just pops in my head because 
a lot of people that are new to cold calling, what I've noticed is a lot of times they say things like, I'm going to call until my knuckles bleed or something like that, or, or, or I'm going to, I'm prepared to call 14 hours a day. Right. And I tell these people like, because p- people DM me often on Facebook, um, because through people I do deals with or whatever, and they say these things, they want to get started and they say things like that. And I tell them, it's, it's not necessary to say these things because you're kind of putting yourself down, in my opinion, if you kind of overstate the things you're going to do. A hundred percent. I yeah. agree. I have been telling, yeah. whenever I'm coaching somebody, I say, listen, start out and build your endurance, right? You don't mm-hmm. run a marathon. You don't train for a marathon by running a marathon. You know what I mean? Like build up your endurance, go for five minutes, stop, go for 10 minutes, stop, go for 15, like build up your endurance to the point where you're like Dimitri, where you're like, I don't know how long it takes me. I know that I got to call these 20 properties. So if it takes me two hours, great. If it takes me three hours, great. You know, I, I, I think you're absolutely right. And you just build up those muscles. You build up those skills and you build yeah. up your endurance. Yeah. And also, you know, once you're not thinking about it all the time, the, the time doesn't go so slow. When you're just yeah. in the zone and you know that you're going to have a good quality conversation, right. you, it just time kind of just slips by. And then you look up and you're like, oh, my gosh, wow, what a productive day. Exactly. Because you also have to think bigger picture. Like if you're just thinking about to have to work three hours today or four hours, I feel you're kind of losing sight of the goal because just think about how much money do I want to make this year? Like, and that's also something you can track throughout the year, right? So if yep. you've gotten a couple of 50, 60, 40, $20,000 checks and you're comfortable, then thinking about the year, you're like, I made 312,000, but you know, I wanted to make 800,000. So I shouldn't get too comfortable. So I, I completely agree with you. You you kind of just build up and and you in my opinion, you think a little bit longer term rather than thinking about how many hours do I work today, you just move towards your goal for the year. That that's the way I look at it. So. Love it. Let's break down a deal. Okay. <laughs> you wanna break down the big one you sent me? Uh yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I'll take uh well, I have to think about what I sent you. Um, I think there was a 20,000. Sorry, there's so many big deals that you've done that you, you know, you, you well, got to figure out which one you <laughs> I think there was like a 50. You want me to take a basic one or a more complex yeah, one or anyone you want? I want to know what list it was, how okay. you got in contact, what was okay. the distress, what was the timeline, all of those things. Okay, so I'll, I'll tell you an interesting one. Uh, I think it was even on the, what I sent you, it was a $10,200 $10, deal. It was a lady, she she had just started a business and she had she bought land in Cape Coral. Um, she bought it three years ago, but but land values have just they've tripled in like two, three years in Cape Coral. So um so she had a lot of equity, even though she bought it three years ago and she paid uh I mean when I say equity, I mean not literally equity, but the difference between what it was worth and what she paid for it. So she she had a lot of gap, capital gains on it. And so she called me and she she had a she had she just started a business. She was upfront with me that she needed money quickly. Um, she actually came from um, a message that I sent through email to her. And she in, in my email, there's or text, however you want to call it, there's my uh, phone number at the bottom. Then she called me. She was upfront that she started her business and that she needed money quickly. She started to negotiate with me and she told me about an offer uh, that she got that was, I think, $20,000 more than what I offered her. And uh, then I explained to her that half of all contracts in Florida, they fall through. Uh, half of all signed contracts, they fall through. 
I told her that um, for my contracts, uh, 98% they actually close. And if they don't, if the 2% is because there's title problems. And so I never sign. And it's really true. I never sign because I don't want to sign a marginal deal. So I want to know before I sign, I can sell it. And so one thing I can say about that is I always leverage of the title company. So I can say, I can give you the phone number of the title company. Their name is uh, Elite Title or King Title. I work with uh, two different title companies. You can call them. I've done 150 deals through them. You can call them in the morning if you want. Ask them about my name and they can attest to everything that I'm saying. So you want to leverage of a title company, especially if you're virtual. And then, so I basically convinced her with a lower price to tell her I'm really closing. It's a 14-day close. It's a four-day inspection period, 14-day close. And the other offer that she got was actually somewhere with a 35-day inspection period. And uh, I told her, like, that guy is just going to throw your property somewhere on the internet. He's going to hope he's going to find someone. And if he doesn't, he cancels the contract. And then you're screwed, basically. So she she understood that. And she felt that, you know, it made sense what I was saying. And then she signed the contract with me. It was a very simple deal. It was worth 100 I sold it, I think, for 78 or something. I got it for 68 The numbers might be a little bit off, but it's definitely around that range. Um, I, oh, I got she, it bought in, it, she bought it three years ago, and why did she want to get rid of it? She's just done. She wasn't going to do anything with it. She just no, wanted she, to get the cash back out. No, she needed money urgently because she started the business, and she was yeah. short on cash, cash in her business. And so she said, like, I really need... because." I even remember the day of closing, she was like, I really need the wire to come in tomorrow morning. And so she was really anxious because she she needed the money for her business very urgent, urgently. And, and so she was highly motivated for a quick close, actually. So that was a typical, uh, as typical as you can get about, you know, with a wholesale deal. So. And who did you sell it to? How do you find your buyers when you're in Belgium? You're not going to real estate investor meetups. You're not going to, you know, all these groups and all these conferences and all these things, meeting all your cash buyers. How do you find your cash buyers? And then how do you communicate with them? It's funny because actually I know a lot of people in the real estate uh, investor group, but I've never gone there. Um, So um, how do you find them? You just call people. I, I mean, it's so, for example, let me say one person I sold a lot of lots to, I found him because I contracted a lot and he owned a house behind it. And, and so I, but it was a rental house. So I called him and I was like, hey, um, you can have this lot for, it was a low value lot. You can have it for 15 or something. I locked it up for 10. You can have it for 15. It's worth 20. Uh, so you pay below market. And so I sold that lot to him. But then I sold him, I think, 30 more deals over the past year because he was a builder. Uh, but you can actually found, find people many different ways. You can go to the uh, property appraiser, download the list of all the uh, past closings for lots and houses, and then just cold call the owners of the LLCs and, and tell them you have it. I prefer to call them when I have a deal locked up, then I don't sound like a newbie. Uh, and there's nothing wrong with being a newbie, but sometimes people feel like you're you're just going to build a cash buyer's list and never do a deal. That's yep. that's That's how some people just feel, because it's also maybe a little bit true that a lot of people, they... They don't really want to really get going. Um, right. So I, I, I call them when I get a deal. And then you just tell them, I have a deal. You want to buy it? And and if they don't, then you put them in your database and uh, then you build it up from there. So it's easy. So you just pick up the phone and you call buyers when you have a deal? Yeah, absolutely. You just call. I, I sometimes That call, doesn't you know. work. That's, it can't be that simple. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's definitely that simple. It's uh, it, it's very simple, yeah. It's, it's not always easy because, you know, 
it's it's a mental game. This entire real estate thing is mostly a mental game, but but it, it is easy. It, it's definitely easy. The, the, the entire wholesaling business is very easy, but it, it's I'm sorry, it's very simple. It's not always easy, right? Mentally. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So what'd you make on that deal? On that deal, I made ten thousand two hundred and fifty dollars. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Congratulations. Absolutely incredible. You know, Dimitri, I I love this. I asked you, how'd you figure this out? And you said, I just did it. You know, it's just doing it, right? That's what we're talking about. That's what we talk about. That's what we call it. The the Rhino tribe with Wholesaling Inc. is because rhinos don't think they just charge. You just charge after what your goal is and you keep going until you get it. I mean, you figured it out and figured it out and figured it out. And then when you go, I mean, you make it sound incredibly simple. You really do. And and that's why I think that this is such a powerful conversation that we're having because it is. We complicate it. Our yeah. own insecurities complicate it, right? Our yeah. own thoughts and our own fears and our own, you know, oh my gosh, somebody's going to reject me or they're not going to want my deal or they're not going to want to sell me this is just so heartbreaking. I can't get past it. And then you have you all the way in Europe doing these calls essentially in the evening and into the night and then living your life and making an incredible income and you don't have to worry about all these big teams and you don't have to worry about a big office and you don't have to worry about all these things. You're moving, you're you're traveling, you're enjoying life, you're living with your wife, you're going to the gym, you're doing all of these things. You have the true freedom because you're putting in the work and you're willing to do that work yourself and build those skills and those skills will always stay around. Those skills yeah. will always be around and you've been doing it consistently. And I just love the way that you talk about it. Yeah, I do a couple deals a day and maybe they're 2,000, maybe they're 5,000, maybe they're 15,000, maybe they're 50,000. You right. know, that's that's the business. It just doesn't happen if we're being quiet. It doesn't happen if we let our fears and insecurities and our doubt and our disappointment and our distraction keep us from taking action. And you're the perfect example of it. That's mm-hmm. why this so exciting having you on here. I mean, you're getting yeah. me fired up. You're making well, me want to like jump on the phone <laughs> and start calling people, you know, just, right. just off of uh, off of been verified. That's I, I love it. I mean, <laughs> congratulations, Dimitri. I, I, we got we got to get you out here. We got to meet you in person. We got to put you on some stage and just let you let you loose because <laughs> the way that you explain this, the way that you go about this business is absolutely incredible and it's rare and it's and it's exciting to be able to share this to the incredible uh, people in the audience because we have a really 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 proactive audience so thank you that's incredible so tell people how to how they can get a hold of you tell people how they can reach you if they just want to say congratulations or maybe they they, they want to sell you a deal or get your help selling a deal sure. or they just you know maybe want to jv on, on an exciting project how do people get a hold yeah. of you uh, so my name is Dimitri Van Kemp. Uh, you can find me on Facebook and you can also email me um, on my business address, info at vancampholding.com. Um, you can contact Vancampholding.com. Yep, info at vancampholding.com. Yeah, info absolutely. at vancampholding.com. We'll put it in the show yep. notes, certainly. Um, guys, reach out to Dimitri. If you, I, I'm telling you, you got to have this guy in your life. I mean, absolutely <laughs> incredible. I mean, it's a, I've never heard a story like this. I, I literally have not. And, you know, I work with uh, incredible people out of Israel, incredible people out of South Africa, Nigeria, Germany. I mean, this is just, if you realize the power 
of, of that rectangle that you carry around every single day and that computer and that internet connection that we have, uh, you're unstoppable if you get past Absolutely. your fears and just take action every day. If I can say one thing about that, um, I think uh, I think there's two main things that people should understand because it's what what's really determined of your uh, success or lack of success is how you interact with yourself and then how you interact with the world. So in my opinion, it, it all starts with saying, "Okay, I'm going to do this." There's no excuses, nothing like nothing. Don't don't give me any excuses because they don't exist. You are 100 percent responsible for your success. So I am 100% responsible for my success. Brent is 100% responsible for his success. Mm-hmm. And you are 100% responsible for your success. So that's where it all starts. And then I think the second thing is because I personally think that a lot of people don't do deals because of reasons that are deeper back in their minds. So I think that people should also understand like the United States is like a, a, a machine that makes millionaires, right? It's like absolute amazing infrastructure to become a millionaire. It, it even creates millionaires from outside the country all the time. So just go figure. Um, you don't even have to be there to become a millionaire. So so it all starts with understanding the basic premise that the United States, what you have is super precious, like a capitalist system combined with democracy and freedom, um, the US constitution, that is the greatest gift that ever has been given to humanity. And I think the challenge is a lot of people, they don't really believe that. Sure. And if you, if you don't believe that, then I think you've been brainwashed yep. because it is really absolutely amazing. I mean, I can't say it any other way. So the entire free market, the capitalist system, the entire infrastructure is just absolutely, it's a dream. If I, if I would have to make up a country where you can make your millions and you can be free, I couldn't imagine something like I would probably just come up with the United States because there's there's nothing better better than it. So um, anyone can do it. Yeah, yeah. Anyone yeah. can do it. I mean, one hundred percent. Here, I, I love it. I love it. Well, thank you, Dimitri. It has been an absolute pleasure to have you on here. I know that I'm interrupting your your lead generation time and, and getting your deals done. So no, no. Um, thank you so much for being on here. I'd love to have you on here again sure. and uh, love to bring you in with uh, to the Rhino Tribe to speak with uh, with all of us at some events and some other things going on. I think you're incredible. Yeah, it was a pleasure being on. And I, I thank you for your show. You're doing great things. Thank you, Dimitri. That is it. So guys, wow, I am telling you, if there is not uh, a conversation, you know, what, what was going through my mind as Dimitri was talking about is the way that I think about books and podcasts and YouTube videos is it's not what you get out of it. It's what it gets out of you, right? Like if that doesn't fire you up to go out there and make an extra few calls and to go and and try to get a hold of 20 property owners today and take that action every day. Um, I don't know what will. I really don't. I thought that that was absolutely incredible. So uh, make sure that you listen to this again. Make sure that you meet, uh, reach out to Dimitri. And uh, if you're interested in joining the most proactive group in real estate investing, it is the Rhino Tribe. Go to wholesalinginc.com forward slash TTP. That's wholesalinginc.com forward slash TTP. Check out what it's all about. Uh, check out all the incredible people that we've had the, the absolute fortune to work with. And if it feels good in your gut, sign up for a call. And I uh, look forward to working with you uh, in the future. And that's it. I will sign off as I always do, encouraging you to go out there and talk to people. Till next time. Love you guys. See ya. 
That's all for this episode. Your next step to success is to continue the conversation over at wholesalinginc.com by joining the mailing list as well as get your chance to book a strategy session to learn the systems and become part of the tribe and work personally with one of our amazing coaches. We'll see you next episode with more ways to make you a fortune in wholesaling.